Welcome to Stripped Money Conversations. Welcome to a place where anybody can learn or talk about money. Whether you're young or whether you're old. Whether you're married to the love of your life or even if you're married to your career. Whether you have kids, are planning to have kids or even if you're one of those people who just prefers pets. Whether you're established or just entering the working world, welcome to a place where our conversations are not based on your bank balance, no, 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 but they're based on your unique needs and ambitions. I am your host, Lungile Mashiko. Remember that this show does not provide financial advice. These are just conversations between me and my guests, but I'd like to invite you on the journey so you and I can learn together. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm a sucker for easy, digestible information. And if it comes from a cool young woman, even better. I'm excited today to have on the show Disa Ndlawini, who runs at Financial Chats Disa, where she posts to her followers about her financial journey, as well as ways to save money, particularly through exchange-traded funds, ETFs, and tax-free investment accounts. What I love about her is her energy. She started her investment journey just over two years ago and she's achieved so much since then. One of the questions I often get is, Lungi, how do I get started in this investing thing? So if that's you and you don't know how to get started, I think this show is for you. Today, I'm so excited to have Tisa with me on the show, and she's going to be chatting about her investment journey. Um, welcome to Strip Money Conversations. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me, Lungile. I'm doing great, and I'm really excited to start talking about um, my journey in investing and hopefully motivating somebody out there to get started on the investment journey. So I'm quite excited. Perfect. Equally excited. Um, before we get into all of that stuff, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Whew, that mm-hmm. question, the older you get, because life experiences uh, keep coming along and growth, yeah. it gets a bit uh, lengthy, but I'll try and make it short. Um, I'm Tsonga. I'm from South Africa. I grew up in Johannesburg, uh, but I am from Limpopo. Uh, hence the name Tessa. Tessa means to bring, to bring great things. So hopefully today we'll be bringing <laughs> awesome things for the listeners. <laughs> and um, I studied at the University of Johannesburg. I studied psychology. And during the time that I was studying in Johannesburg, I sort of started to learn about money through the part-time work that I would do. Um, after working in South Africa for a little while, I realized that I am very pa- passionate about teaching and mm-hmm. I looked for opportunities to go abroad and I found an opportunity to come and work in China. So I've been in China now for a little over two years and I'm a primary school teacher. So that's awesome. just a brief intro about me. <laughs> How did you go from from psychology to primary school teacher do you bring some of those learnings into your daily life yes um while i was doing my uh, ba in psychology at uj mm-hmm. i had elective uh, modules um that were 
around educational psychology and so forth. Oh, cool. And I think actually at that time, that's when I realized that I actually like this more. But okay. you sort of discard that idea because you're like, my parents have paid so much money. I'm now in second year or about to finish first year. So I can't change my cause. Yeah. It will be like a waste of money. So let me finish this. And if I want to study something else later, then I'll definitely go that route. But definitely psychology uh, can sort of be applied in almost any Absolutely. field. Honestly, if you if you remember what you learned during <laughs> your course. <laughs> I hear you. I also went to UJ and I majored in psychology um, and I absolutely okay. loved it. Um, I think sometimes I think about, okay, maybe I should have followed the psychology route a little bit more um, instead of the comms route, but yeah. Um, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how, are you, how are you finding life in, in China versus South Africa? It must have been a bit of wow. an adjustment. It was. Um, when I arrived in China, it was very overwhelming, especially uh, the language barrier. I can mm-hmm. now speak just a little bit of Chinese to get around. I won't get lost. I can, you know, try and get the help that I need to get. But when I arrived, the biggest challenge was definitely uh, language and then culture. But the culture that affected me the most is the work culture, the way yeah. that they do things. Um, the way HR is handled uh, as opposed to South Africa, it's completely different. Um, and everything here is very technologically advanced, which was not a challenge because uh, we are exposed to a lot of technology in Johannesburg already. But it's just that here in China, things are just more convenient. It's like the ideal life that you would like to have with your phone and transportation and everything it's the life I'm living in China it's just that it's all in a different language (laughs) okay cool so let's get into your life and investments I think the reason why I asked you to join us on the show today is because I've seen all of the work that you do on social media educating people about various investment products and and I think you do it in such a cool way that makes it so easy to understand and relatable um, let's just get into it. How did you start um, your journey with investing? Thank you for that compliment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that with investing, the first um, thing that comes to mind is that it is complex. Mm. And rightfully so, because when we see uh, or hear anything about investing, there's a lot of jargon that we don't understand that makes things so complicated. Meanwhile, they're not necessarily that complicated. And it seems like a world with males that are in suits, you know, yeah. and a lot of graphs. But it actually isn't necessarily just that. It can be simplified in a way that even a five-year-old can understand. So um, when I arrived in China and I was earning a lot more than what I earned in South Africa, I knew that all my bad financial habits that I had in South Africa, if I bring them as well to Mm. China, I'm not going to go anywhere with my finances. So I decided that, you know what, let me sit and, and research and do something more with the money that I earn here. So after having bought my first property, which is almost paid off, and I'll share that journey as well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, It was during lockdown under COVID. I used to listen to um, 
quite a lot of podcasts and I heard about a company called Easy Equities and mm. I thought, well, let me check them out. I went onto their website and I found a whole lot of information and it was honestly a bit overwhelming because that was the first time I was engaging with that information. But mm. after taking a breather and like taking everything one step at a time, I was like, okay, I'm going to start with the TFSA part of things. I've yeah. always heard about the tax-free savings account and how important it is to have one and how that can be the starting point. But mm -hmm. I didn't really understand the true value of it until I realized that there's such a huge difference between one where it's invested in something like exchange traded funds, ETFs, yeah. and just the tax-free savings account that's just earning very little interest almost like a fixed deposit account in, 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 in your in a bank, you know? Yeah. So when I saw that difference, I was like, okay, I'm starting here. I'm going to start with my TFSA. And mm -hmm. anyone that's wanting to get started with investing, that's usually the first place I say one should start at. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So you tell us about your journey in purchasing your house. I think that's quite interesting. You say you've only been there two years and you're almost finishing that off? Yes. <laughs> um, my mom was the main driver behind this. Um, she also knew that I would be earning uh, a lot more than what I was earning in South Africa. Mm. And she found the opportunity for us to buy property. And uh, she pushed me and pushed. And I'm glad <laughs> that she did. I had my own plan. I did say I want to save up until I have enough money um, to buy this property cash. And my mother was like, yes, I understand that. But we, we, we have to buy this particular property. I trusted her and I trusted her vision. And it has turned out to actually be a great investment. Um, the property essentially paid itself off. And also with... Um, my uh, contributions outside of my bond. So I was mm. adding money uh, into my bond account consistently every single month, whatever I could put in there. Hence, it got paid off really quickly. But the other reason why it got paid off quite quickly is that I was saving. While I was in South Africa, I was saving. So I did have money saved up and I didn't really need um, a huge loan from the bank. So I only needed um, around probably 60% of the amount for the bond, the total bond. Yeah, that's, that's how it sort of happened. Okay, and where is the property in South Africa? Um, it's in Limpopo. Okay. But Limpopo is so big and just, um, it, it, I've never seen it. That's why I'm like going, um, <laughs> because I've never seen it. Ever since yeah. it's been bought, I've never been there. I've never seen it. So I just know that it falls under Limpopo. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Yeah. So you, what I'm hearing you say, Tisa, um, is that research is very important when you get into making an investment decision or any decision when it comes to your finances anyway. Um what do you choose to invest in? We've heard you talk about TFSA a little bit and ETFs and then property, which I didn't expect to hear today. Um, what, what is your go-to asset class? Um, I like ETFs. I really like ETFs. 
because with ETFs, it offers a lot of stability for yeah. people who don't really like shocks, you know. <laughs> and I think anyone that's starting with investing, when you want to um, sort of warm up gradually and slowly to the ups and the downs that happen uh, and not be scared that you're going to lose all your money uh, yeah. when there's just a little bit of a shakedown in the economy, <laughs> uh, ETFs would be uh, a great place to start at. Because with ETFs, it's like you're getting a, the, the, the cake and you get to eat it as well. It's like you want to have a bit of this and you want to have a bit of that but now it's all grouped together so for example the uh top 40 the satrix top 40 etf which is one of the ones that i have in my tfsa mm -hmm. it, cons it, it consists of the top 40 uh, companies in south africa so instead of me buying every individual share from those top, top 40 companies i could just buy the etf which would be more stable and easier to manage um, I can't imagine logging onto my portfolio to see my shares and have to scroll down a whole list of, of companies course. that I've invested mm. in, whereas I could just look at my ETFs that have those companies in them. So that's the first uh, asset class that I like. I like ETFs. And um, when it comes to property, um, luckily, there are various ways to invest in property, mm -hmm. but... Um, the one way that we are comfortable with is actually buying and owning the property. Physical of which property, it's, yeah. Yes, yes. So I'm looking forward to um, my acquiring another property sometime soon. Mm -hmm. um, and I also have offshore investments because I do uh, earn a salary outside of South Africa. Um, I, I also have investments that are in US dollars um outside of south africa so it's sort of spread out and quite diversified and because i'm not an expert on uh offshore investing i do have a financial advisor that's handling that for me okay perfect maybe let's just talk about the importance of diversifying once you're comfortable with said etf and you have um, invested in your tax-free investment account what are the benefits of not putting all of your eggs in one basket? The simplest way to put it is if that basket drops, probably <laughs> most of your eggs will crack, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's sort of the same thing with um, investing. Um, diversification is very important. Um, and, and I think it does get a little deeper as you start to understand investing more and more when you read more and you invest more time in understanding investing. Uh, for the, the reason I say that is, for example, one might buy shares from this company and that company, but the mm. real, what, what you might not realize is that you're not necessarily diversified. You're still sort of in the same or similar types of investments, right? Mm. Maybe the shares that you're buying are mainly um, what 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 can I call it? Like um, uh, where I'm buying shares that are focused in mining and oil and all of that, but it's just different companies, right? Yeah. But it's yeah. minerals at the end of the day. 
or you're buying shares that are just supermarkets, for example, or you took all your money and you put it in crypto. There's a lot of up, up and downs that happen with that that happen with cryptocurrencies and other industries as well. So it's important for one to um, diversify their investments. And what we mean by that is invest in various things. So you can diversify in location. For example, mm-hmm. you have investments that are uh, based in South Africa and you have all, all, all your investments can be based in South Africa, but are offshore. For example, you'll have an ETF that is um, that has offshore companies. So with looking at Microsoft, Apple, uh, Google in it, that, that's one way of diversifying and having bought an ETF that is in South Africa, but it's got companies that are offshore. That's the simplest way I can sort of put it. And for example, a ETF like the Satrix Top 40 that I, I spoke of, that has only South African companies. So if one went and bought 10 ETFs and all those ETFs had South African companies, location-wise mm-hmm. or region-wise, you're not quite diversified, even though you have different ETFs that you've bought, for example. Exactly. Okay, what's your recipe? Um, you talked about when you were in South Africa um, and while you were working in South Africa, you saved a bit of money and then you obviously changed your your habits even more when you went abroad. What is your recipe when it comes to investing? Are you a lump sum investor? Do you do monthly debit orders so that you can keep yourself disciplined? What's your recipe? Um, I'm more of a monthly slash lump sum investor. (laughs) The reason I say that is um, it's not like I have an amount that's dedicated to one particular company or stock that I buy every single month, but mm-hmm. rather um, when I receive my salary, this, this is the first thing I do and I learned the hard way, but I ensure that I first put the money away before I start spending. Mm-hmm. So when I'm putting money away, I know that my bond debit order will be this amount. My offshore investment debit order will be this amount. Um, any other amount that I need, disposable income for the month, how much do I need for all my other expenses? I know all, all of that already. So I already know how much I can invest. If there aren't any surprises or anything extra that I need to do in the month, I already know that, okay, Tessa, you have 2,000 rand to invest. What would you like to do? Do you want to add, uh, take that money and add to the shares that you already hold in company X? Uh, Do you want to buy new shares in a different company after having done some research? Because I do read some articles and listen to podcasts for more information. So if I find something interesting and I'm like, well, I think this will do well in the future, I can can add it to my portfolio and that can be a new investment. Um, If I don't feel like investing anything for that month, I'll just put the money away uh, in in an interest-bearing account. Um, So I already have a flexible savings account um, with my bank. And if I choose that, I just want to hold on to that money. I'll save it. So it cannot be spent either. Okay, cool. I like that. Um, what what, What works for me is that my investment, the money that I put towards investment is a normal debit order. So the same amount 
or the same way that the the bond amount would come out of my salary i would do that with mm-hmm. my investments just to keep me you know i'm consistent and um and honest and make sure that i do save because i find that if i just leave it in my account personally i might just end up buying shoes or something cool with that money so <laughs> that's how i keep myself um disciplined so what are your investment goals what are you investing towards and you know like normally it's difficult for people to invest because if they do, because they don't see the end um goal of what they're trying to do and i'm one of those people who really invests for the sake of investing we all know that you can invest for retirement and all of that stuff but i'm just investing because um i know that it works but i don't have a goal to say in 5 years i'm going to use this money to do x do you have that are you investing towards a goal actually i'm not you know as you ask me this question i'm sitting and i'm thinking but do i really have something that i say i want to do mm. not really but it's more of i know that i'm i'm definitely going to be okay not definitely because life anything in life can happen but i i'll probably probably be alive for i don't know a long time maybe yeah. till 60 70 right i will maybe and 100 that 60 is so young <laughs> ish, can can no i don't want to reach 100 but one thing for sure is that i will not always be employable you know Absolutely. after a certain age i will not be employable and i do not want to find myself in a situation where i am forced to work in my old age and mm. do a job that will make me feel uncomfortable because our body is also changing Absolutely. i want to be able to look at my balance and my money and be like i can sit at home yeah. and have a home to sit in a exactly. comfortable one so um every single month every single day that we are alive it's important for us to enjoy life but enjoying life does not mean spending money frivolously so i do reserve that money for me to just enjoy my life and enjoy just being on earth but i understand that i don't have to spend all of it i don't have to spend 50% of it i don't need that much so let me rather put it away for a time when i won't be able to earn this money anymore and even in being abroad I might not always be abroad. I might mm. not always be employed. Things change very quickly. And if I find myself unemployed for a year or for six months in my young years, I, I want to be able to sustain myself while I'm looking for another job or looking to start a business or anything. So I think that's what it is for me. No, for sure, I get that. I always think about... um when i'm in retirement i mean we see especially in south africa as you and you would know this uh, a lot of the retired folk really re- relied on the retirement annuities that are provided by their companies and when yes. they get to retirement age they realize very quickly that that money is not sufficient and they needed to mm-hmm. have it um subsidized by something else and it's very important to think that way because I want to live the same lifestyle that I'm living now when I'm in retirement. I don't want to be in retirement when when I stop working and start relying on my children for um for for my sustenance. So that's really I think mm. you know earlier I said I don't really have a goal, 
But now that I think about it after listening to you, I think my goal is also to just make sure that when I get to an age where I can no longer work, at least the lifestyle that I'm living now, I can still live. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Another thing that I was thinking about um, actually before our uh, meeting today is inflation, you know, mm. um, if someone had or if our grandparents had um, 50,000 back then in their years, um, that 50,000 was a lot then. But mm. now 50,000 is not much. So I can imagine what 1 million will be by the time I retire. Mm. And then it runs out. And then what? Mm. And I don't intend on having kids, so I can't rely on them to take <laughs> care of me. <laughs> okay, yeah. So those are the things that I suppose Sorry, young I people. You. No, yeah. I think um, the line broke a bit, but I think those are just some of the things that young people can think about when they're thinking about retirement or just saving or investing in general. It's not really for you right now. It's really to help you in the long term with whatever goals you might have or how you want to sustain your life post a certain age and we don't even know that um what the world's going to look like in a few years is retirement even still going to be a thing like will people retire when they're 50 or maybe 80 because people are living well um and they are getting healthier so they might even live longer so that's one more thing to think about um what would your advice be to young people who really don't know how to get started and I get this question a lot Um, a lot of people say to me okay cool we hear you you talk about investing all the time and that we should get started but how do I do it how do I go about it you have some advice yes I do Um, most most of the time when somebody asks me how do I get started with investing I say you'll firstly have to do something that you're not used to doing, which is consciously trying to add information in your social media feed on finances. So for example, it could be following your Instagram page or my Instagram page, right? We are on Instagram most of the time or on Facebook. There are people to follow to learn more about investing. And those posts are usually very easy and simple to understand. But for me, where I started, where I found it much easier and more comfortable and safer to start was with my TFSA and mm. um, and buying some ETFs to invest in that TFSA. When I sort of saw um, how the growth took place in a couple of months, I, I, I started to play around with the demo account. Um, with the service provider that I started with, they had a demo account where you sort of have like um, play, play money in a way. But when you use that money, it would be the same way as using your own money. And I used those uh, demo accounts to acquaint myself with, oh, okay, so if I put in this amount, what happens? And when it drops, what happens? So I could watch that amount go up and down and I could sort of get used to how it works before I do it with my own money. Because with your own money, you fear that, oh, what if that transaction doesn't go through? What if Mm. I lose my money? What if I make a mistake? And um, I think both our social medias are equipped to help someone who's a beginner, but people need to consciously 
make an effort to look through the information that we do post and do record about um, mm. in order to know how to start, right? Cool. I think that's fantastic. Um, I never thought about the social media aspects. I know we post content for people, but really, if you have that information in your day-to-day feed while you're looking at whatever interests you, can be a way to, to mm-hmm. unconsciously um, get the information that you need to get to get started. And, you know, depending on which provider you go with, once you end that demo account, like you, you explain, it really starts getting addictive because you see the growth and you want to see if you can get more growth. Um, so you yes. really have to get um, really, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, um, consciously aware or like very intentional intent you have to get intentional yes about what you what it is that you want to achieve and what you want to start and once you're in there in some in most cases it gets addictive and you really want to learn more and experience more yourself exactly cool so thank you so much for this conversation um the one question that i ask every guest um who comes onto the podcast is to strip one money term down to its simplest form, something that you think a lot of people don't understand and you think you can just quickly simplify for them. What is it for you? Mm, One thing. Um, Dividends. (laughs) I think it's dividends. Okay. I hope nobody has explained dividends already. No, not yet. (laughs) All right. So with dividends, um, essentially what dividends are is if you decided that you want to invest in company X, right? And you buy shares. So you deposit the money and your 100 Rand bought you uh, 50 shares, for example. So those shares will definitely get more value as the company grows So if anything great is happening in the company, um, those shares will, it will grow in their value, right? So you'll see that your 100 Rand is now becoming 110 cents, 120 cents, then it becomes 150 at some point. So that's the profit that you have earned through your shares growing. But now with dividends, Company X is saying, because you are an investor in our company, every quarter, which might be every three months or every year or every six months, we are going to pay out a dividend to our investors. So this dividend is essentially money that you are getting from company X for being an investor just to reward their investors and to share some of the profits that they have made. And they will determine how much of a dividend they will be paying out per share that you own. And yeah, you can take that money, which uh, is paid out into your um, share portfolio, and you can reinvest it in that same company, or you can use that money to buy other shares. Um, not all companies will pay the same amount as a dividend. Some companies pay higher dividends than others. Mm. And some companies do not pay any dividend at all. But remember, even if they're not paying a dividend at all, the share price going up and growing 
will still affect you positively because that 100 rand that you invested is still growing. It's just that the dividend does not contribute to your shares, but rather it's just money that will reflect in your account. Perfect. That's a, that's a very good explanation of dividends. Thank you so much for that. Um, we've spoken a lot about your social media and the kind of content that you share. Where can people find you if they want to follow you and learn from you? People can find me on Chat with Dissa on YouTube. On YouTube, I mainly share uh, information regarding my life abroad, uh, my financial journey and a bit about my hair my african hair <laughs> which i take with me everywhere <laughs> and on instagram i have my personal account and my financial content account and it's called financial chat underscore dessa financial chats underscore dessa on instagram where i do post um basically simple posts to explain something uh, I engage in my stories and also add to my highlights. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing your listeners on financial chats underscore Dessa. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, our chat has really been insightful. Thank you for having me. This has been great. Thank you so much for your time. You have been listening to an episode of Stripped Money Conversations. Please share the love by subscribing to this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And let me know what you thought of this show on social media. Just search Strip Money Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you have topic suggestions, please slide into my DM and let's see if we can make it happen. Have a good day.